welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. How are you, Michelle? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Really busy, actually. Busy, busy. I'm running a free challenge from Monday, so the day this podcast goes out. So just been getting everybody set up, getting that ready. And I've got my first team meetup tomorrow as well with my group. So just planning what we're going to do, which is exciting and also nerve wracking because I haven't taught like face to face for over eight years. So I'm oh, really I'm, I'm going to love it. I know I'm going to love it, but I'm also like, oh my God, what if I'm absolutely pants? <laughs> but, oh, I do it once a month. I love it. I love the group meetups. I yeah, they it. said it'll be absolutely fine. You'll like whatever you do, we'll enjoy. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah how about you you all good good yeah good so I've started going crossfit in the mornings um so I've been for the last three mornings and then we just had a a, a pre-chat before this but I am aching so much I mean <laughs> I feel like I've been run over by a bus like I can't laugh I can't cough I can't bend down I basically can't do anything and this is from doing just body weight no weights involved literally from doing more walks handstand walks hollow rocks and I can't move (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's because you're just doing stuff that's completely different and body weight stuff like when you are literally like holding up and pressing your body weight that's a lot of weight isn't it surprising yeah how hard it is but um... I weigh yeah it's not lifting exactly but um yeah who knew I could do a a handstand push-up I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. That's amazing. Definitely better than me. I'm absolutely useless at like gymnastics style stuff. I've never been good at it, like flexibility and gymnastics. I was rubbish at it in school. Like I always took a note for PE when it was gymnastics because well and when it was netball and handball. Just probably <laughs> handball <as well. laughs> I just hated all of it. <laughs> But get me in a gym, do my own workout, and I'm there. <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't very sporty. But yeah, that's amazing. I'm so glad it's going well and you're enjoying it. Getting- yeah, I'm enjoying doing it in the mornings as well. So evenings, only did the evenings because the, the girls I go with um, preferred it. Um, but then I, I don't, I'm not really, I don't have much energy in the evenings because I'm more of a morning person. Like I'm up super early. So it just makes sense for me to go in the morning. So we've switched to mornings now and I just literally just wake up, wash my face, brush my teeth, get dressed and I go. Like I haven't even got time to think about it. I haven't got time yeah. to procrastinate. It just, like you're there before you even like wake up properly. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the mornings. It works better for me. Especially now it's getting like darker in the evenings and it's colder. And when you finish work, you don't really want to go out. So um, yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying doing the mornings. Oh, good. Well, my mornings are currently full of steps and cardio. And then I'm doing my training in the afternoon. I try, I'm trying to go like a little bit earlier than where I was going. Sometimes it doesn't work out and I'm there at like 7pm, which I hate. Anything later than 5pm and I'm just like, I yeah. hate it. I don't want to be here. I want to be at home. <laughs> All of my meals are now going to be late. But yeah, I'm trying to go in a bit earlier in the afternoon, around half two, three o'clock, because that's a nice time. Then I can come back, get straight back to my laptop, back to work. And I feel like I've had that nice little break away, giving my mind a little rest and I'm yeah. fresh to come back. So yeah, that's good. But my 
I'm going hardcore at the moment on hard on cardio. <laughs> God, I can't even talk. <laughs> cardio and steps. So everything has just been stepped up a little notch on my plan from my coaches at the moment, just because I don't think I've actually said what I'm doing on the podcast, but I'm training for a photo shoot, just something that I've never done before. And I want to push myself out of my comfort zone and just, you know, I've been sort of in that shape before, but not quite. So I'm pushing myself there. So I've got coaches, two coaches. They're a couple. They train me. And um, things have stepped up a notch this week. So it's quite hardcore, quite intense. And it's requiring me to be super organized. So I'm actually really enjoying it because it's making me much more structured, if that makes sense. So yeah, it does. the way you're training, the way you're set up is how you were training set up for competing. Yeah. Even though you're not competing, but exactly. you're basically kind of on the same competing plan. So and you have to be organized and structured to fit everything in. And it, it does make you, um, it just makes you get more done as well, just because you yeah, are. So- it does. I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I did, a, I did a prep for a long time, a couple of years ago, where it was exactly the same. And I had like a lot of cardio to fit in. Um, and I'd be there at like Saturday night doing my sprints on the Stairmaster. Thankfully, there's nothing like that in my plan. <laughs> I'm doing uh, just normal cardio, which is much better for me. But yeah, I'm loving it. I'm actually really enjoying it, feeling good, making changes and looking forward to pushing myself. There's something about pushing yourself really hard and like just seeing if you can do it in it just to yeah. see what you can deal with. Not that it's good. extreme. It's not extreme. I wouldn't do that if it was, but it's harder than what I've been doing for a long time. So yeah, good. what I'm doing is completely different. Yeah, it's good. So I've set myself two goals now. So I want to be able to do a muscle up. Yeah. Which I can't do. And I want to be able to do a handstand walk. So I can do a handstand like wall walk, but I want to like do it without the wall and actually walk on my hands. So that's my goal. What's your timeline? How much, how long do you estimate? Um, a couple of months, I think, because at the minute I can do a handstand, but I can't actually do a handstand and stay up. Yeah. I can just do a handstand. Um, and a muscle up, I can do a pull up. So I think that's going to take me quite a while. <laughs> I think that's going to take me a good few months. But um, yeah, I've got no timeline on it. Um, I have got a, like a program in place. Um, so one of the guys in the gym is doing me like um, the gymnastics eight week plan. Um, it's just a lot of core work, you know, strengthen my core and stuff like that, and um, strengthen my lats. So um, I'm gonna do that for eight weeks and then see where I'm at. Oh, amazing! Well, you have to keep us keep us informed and up to date on your progress. But I'm sure you'll be. Yeah. It's just nice time. not to have an aesthetics goal. That's not like. Yeah weight related or like grow my shoulders keep my waist small it's just nice to have a completely different goal that I haven't had before um yeah it's exciting oh fab amazing one of my goals is to be able to do a pull-up again because I used to be able to do 10 and I can't do any at the moment but I did get much heavier so hopefully as I get a little bit stronger now now that I'm in a bit of structure I would like to be able to do some pull-ups again so that's a goal of mine Two, but not quite a muscle up. <laughs> yeah, like just one. Only one. I only, only want to do one. I don't need to do a set of anything. Just, just one. I'm happy with. Make sure you film it so we've got proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do need, do need proof. 
So, um, yeah, I said to Beth, we need to start filming some of our um, CrossFit sessions because a lot of them you do in pairs, but you take it in turns. So if okay. you've got, like, a set of 80 or something, you do, like, split it up to, like, 10 each or 20 each or 40 each. So there's always someone, like, resting while another person's working. So we can film a little bit. So it's a shame we didn't film this morning because this morning's were just a gymnastics one, which is really good. Um but yeah, so I am going to start filming a bit, I think. Yeah, you should, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, get stuck into today's podcast. Yeah, so today is all about, we've touched on it before, flexible dieting, and we're also going to talk about food volume. So um, the reason Jessica and I are speaking about this today because it's come to light like our client, not just our client, just people in general, get a little bit confused around flexible dieting um and don't really know much about like food volume how to make the most of your calories um so first of all i'm going to talk to you about flexible dieting so i just think the term flexible dieting is being misunderstood miscommunicated resulting in the original theories being consistent in the case of flexible dieting and what it hopes to achieve poor communication has rendered it different to what it originated as now these days Many people believe flexible dieting is quite literally eat anything as long as it fits within the calorie target for the goal, resulting in a diet potentially void of nutrients despite being within your calorie target. But while caloric adherence is fundamental to any goal, the type of food you eat is also relevant in the term of um, for long-term health. Now, the basis of most supportive diets centered around eating nutritious, filling foods most of the time under the realm of caloric control. Now, the original theory of supplementing with flexibility was intended to allow inclusion of less supportive nutritious foods as part of an overall diet with limited damage. Now, therefore, the original term, flexible dieting, never intended to be one that promoted heavy consumption of low-quality food. Now, its intention was to recognise that eating nutrients are important, but also that eating um, foods that are less nutritious for the purpose of enjoyment is also just as important. Now, by making flexible choices that encourage supportive food behaviours, desired enjoyment, all aspects of physical and mental health can be satisfied. It is quite literally the dietary definition of balance. So to allow, so um, we promote flexible dieting. Now we don't mean you can eat processed, high saturated fats all day, every day, just because it hits your calorie target. Now, a flexible diet is giving yourself permission to include any foods you enjoy whilst recognising how it influences your dietary goals. Now, a flexible mind is understanding you don't have to reach your goals every day, but that averages over time matter more. Now, having both, so a flexible diet and a flexible mind, makes adherence to long-term goals, success and happiness more likely. So what we mean by flexible dieting is that you can eat any food you like, but whilst hitting your calorie and macronutrient targets for optimal health. Example, so Jessica and I always set our clients' protein targets. So what we mean by flexible dieting, so within your protein target, so you can eat any protein source 
to hit your protein goal, whether that's chicken, turkey, beef, yogurt, fish, tofu, that is flexibility, but you still have targets to meet. Later on, we might introduce a fat target. Fats are super important to regulate hormones. Um, loads of other reasons, which we covered in a different podcast. But later on, we'll set you a fat target. That's different for um, each person individually. Now, again, the foods that you choose to hit your fat target is flexible. So whether you enjoy eating nuts, avocado, dark chocolate, full-fat yogurt, fatty meat, fatty fish, it's entirely up to you what foods you choose to hit that target. Again, fiber target, which we measure within your fruit and veg, five a day. Again, what fruit and veg you eat is up to you. Whatever fruit and veg you like, again, is flexible. So Jessica and I, we both use the rule of 80-20. So 80% of your calorie target should include nutritious, whole, single ingredient food. So 80% of your goal should be nutritious, whole, single ingredient foods. While the other 20% could be foods that you enjoy eating. So things that maybe are not as nutritious, Things that you enjoy eating and you would consider as a treat, like chocolate, crisps, alcohol. Um, so basically, that's what we mean by flexibility. It doesn't mean a free-for-all and you can just eat processed foods, high-saturated food all of the time. It needs to be a balance. So that's what we mean by flexible dieting. Yeah, the 80-20 rule, I think, is just something that's so important because what we both try and reiterate, you know, to our clients and what we do ourselves as well is you have to make sure that you're hitting your targets, first of all, you know, your protein needs to be prioritized. And when you've got a fat target as well, you need to be ensure you're hitting all of those. You need to make sure your diet's full of an abundance of color and variety and fruit and vegetables so that you're you know getting in loads of important micronutrients vitamins and minerals like all of that is really important it's not just about how much can I cram into my diet you need to be hitting those goals first and I think that's something I can take for some people get it really quickly and they're able to do it and for other people it does take a lot longer to get out of that cycle of you know filling the diary the food diary up with all of the treats when they're not quite hitting protein. So, you know, they might say, I'm, I'm struggling to hit my protein. I'm still not hitting it, but you're using those calories for other snacks. <laughs> so there's a lot that we can do to, to sort of look at the food diary, but it's so important to be hitting your goals. You know, they're there for a reason. We don't just randomly give out protein targets and all of these things just for fun like it's so important that you hit these targets because you're not going to get the benefits out of the plan that you're doing otherwise if you're not adhering to that sort of side of things and I get it it's, it's difficult if you've never tracked calories let alone protein or anything before of course it's going to take a little bit of time and it's going to be a big mindset shift um, as well and it's going to need to be embedded as habits and new healthy habits that you're building but it can be done and there's you know we've got some tips that we'll mention today as well but yeah it's just super important to bear in mind that 80 20 rule just because health still needs to be taken into consideration this isn't just about losing you know numbers on the scale or body fat it's about actual actually creating a healthy body because you want to be able to be 
able to fuel your workouts and you know even just mentally to get you through the day the busy family life and your work life is so important to be nourishing your body with good nutritious foods <laughs> yeah exactly so on top of that so obviously you need good nutritious food you need a certain amount of fat today you need a certain amount of protein a day there's also good to have that balance and have those treats fitted in every now and then for like mental health as well yeah, so exactly. you just need to find that balance so i always say to my clients try and hit your targets first so once you've hit your you know fiber goal fat goal protein goal whatever your coach you've set you or you've set yourself um you know you put into my fitness pal once you've hit that you'll find you still have loads of calories left for like what you can call a treat or your carbs or whatever it is that you enjoy eating. So I recommend try and hit your goals first, especially your protein goal. Um, try and hit your protein goal first and then see what calories you've got left for the treats, not put your treats in first and then see what you've got left to yeah. hit protein, which I think is what a lot of people do. Yeah, definitely. But And you will find, you know, the further you get into a calorie deficit, you know, the lower your calories are going, unfortunately temporarily you are going to have less room for snacks you just have and you have to just deal with that for a little bit of time you can get them in you know now and again but they don't have to be there every single day for example you know you can fit them in a couple of times a week but as your calories are getting much lower throughout the the phase of the diet you do have to have some some form of compromise I would say and you know and it's not really compromise because you're still going to be eating good enjoyable tasty foods but they're going to be nutritious you know you can have pasta bolognese you know lean mince meat with tomato sauce loads of veg packed into it pasta what a lush meal that is you know it's not horrendous rabbit food or anything like that but it's just a nice nutritious dense meal that's going to fill you up and keep you satisfied. And that's the, that's the point, I guess, we want to make in today's podcast, isn't it? It's about how, how to get the most out of your diet, particularly when calories are going lower. But, you know, for the whole time as well, <laughs> it, should, it should always be a priority. Yeah, we just wanted to cover food volume, which people get a little bit confused of. So when your calories go down, the reason why I wanted to speak like this today, because I noticed it with clients' diaries, is when the calories go down, let's say they go down by 100. Now, instead of looking at their snacks, making their snacks smaller or taking the snack out, they make their meal smaller and keep their snacks in, which really the, the treat food, the snacks should be the first to go. And um, what you've got to remember is the calorie deficit in the diet phase is not forever. It's not going to be that long. Um, and it's really important that when your calories go down, you need to keep the, the volume of food in, so your protein, your fiber, lots of fruit and veg, to keep you fuller on the lower calories, rather than filling up your calories with um, your snacks or your chocolate and crisps, which is not going to fill you up, which you're going to be hungrier when you don't need to be that hungry. Um, so yeah, so Jess got a good example. So Jess, you're on like 1,500 calories at the minute. Yeah, just just about that. Yeah, fifteen hundred calories. So, my calories were dropped quite suddenly <laughs> last week. So this is actually the lowest I've been for a good while. So it came as a bit of a shock to the system. Um, I've been on a diet for a, you know a good few weeks or a couple of months now actually. So they started high. I started on like nineteen hundred or two thousand even, and they've gradually come down. So obviously with that 
some of my uh, niceties have been removed just because I need to be making sure that I am filling myself up every single day. I actually posted about this on my Instagram last week. I think yeah. it was. I shared my daily calories and I, it was interesting because I did a poll and I asked people how many calories they thought my food was. And the majority of the people said that it, they thought it was 1800 calories. It was actually 1500 because it looks like a lot because there's a lot there. I, I eat, you know, those meals and you know me, I try to eat the same thing every day anyway. So I have like oats with blueberries, strawberries and peanut butter and whey, just, you know, less whey than normal. Whereas previously I was having 25 grams. Now it's 15 grams. Oats are lower from 60 to 40 grams, for example. Um, you know, my breakfast never, ever changes. It just changes in volume, <laughs> depending on which part of my diet I'm in, uh, because I can never get rid of that. And then I'm having like 100 grams of salmon with a bagel and some philadelphia with herbs in it which i absolutely love with some pineapple then i've got chicken with stir-fried vegetables and rice then lean mints pasta dolmio sauce vegetables you know pasta bolognese then yogurt with strawberries and a little bit of whey in the night and you know previously my yogurt in the night would have been yogurt strawberries apple or yogurt strawberries granola chocolate like there's no granola there's no chocolate they're not going to fill me up um you've basically taken out the the lower dense food the yes less nutritious food first and that's what a lot of people don't do so like no. the chocolate the granola would obviously be the first to go yes exactly that's gone and I'm getting more out of my meal. So can you imagine like all those things I've just said there? Yeah, that's why people thought that was 1800 calories because that's a lot of food. I'm having chicken rice, chicken stir fry with rice, pasta bolognese, salmon bagels with all of this, oats, yogurt. Like that's a lot of food. And it's 15. Actually that day I tracked it all and it was 1,489 when I posted it, you know, with the amounts of stuff that I'd used. So, um, just under 1500 calories and that's what you need to be doing and I feel energized I feel all right the first few days was a shock to my system and I felt <laughs> super hungry <laughs> but I got used to it and um, I feel absolutely fine I feel good I feel strong like I'm awake in my workouts and productive during my working day it's because I'm fueling my body I'm prioritizing that good food and you know, as the calories go down again, I'm sure the next thing to come out will probably be something, you know, I'll have less peanut butter in my oats and things like that, because I'm not, obviously peanut butter is a good fat, but I don't notice it in my oats, if that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't like make me feel full. <laughs> yeah. So your peanut butter will go and your cream cheese will go. So stuff like that will go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I was having, for example, um, a few weeks ago, I was having like one and a half bagels, whereas now I've got just one as a bagel thin sorry um so you just make these minor tweaks and i think you really really need to pack your um foods up if you're struggling with hunger the worst thing you can do is reach for something really rubbish you know something that's not going to fill you up like a lot of people will have like a fiber one bar, bar, chocolate or bar, yeah. a bar a twirl some galaxy i like anything like that but 
I guarantee you, you'll still feel starving <laughs> after you've eaten that. So that's potentially two to 300 calories worth where you could have got another big meal. Like that meal I just ate before I got on here, I think my salmon bagel, that was like 300 calories, but I'm so full and I've had like a load of pineapple with it. And I feel really good. But imagine I'd just eaten exa exactly the same calories, even in, I love a protein bar. I love grenade salted caramel peanut protein bars they don't fill me up I, some yeah. people feel really full off them for me they don't touch the sides so i don't have them in when my calories are going this low because i literally feel starving as soon as i finished eating it i don't feel like i've eaten a meal i don't feel full and satisfied and i start to feel tired and i start to want to eat stuff then because food's on my mind whereas when i'm filling my body up with good nutritious meals all through the day like i'm not even thinking about food I'm not hungry. I'm just, I feel satisfied like all the time. You know, it's going to get worse. I am, I've, oh, I do feel hungry a little bit. Okay. I'm obviously in a def, in a big deficit now, but, but I feel good if that makes sense. I feel energetic yeah. and I don't feel I tired. People that get a bit confused with the calorie deficit and they, they panic and, and message me and say like, oh, I'm, I'm hungry a little bit. Well, you yeah. need to expect hunger when you're in a calorie deficit. I mean, being hungry is part of it. It means it's working. The calorie deficit yeah. is working. That that's basically what we want. Obviously, yeah, we don't want you to be starving and waking up starving. Like I used to when I was on really low calories. I used to wake up in the middle and like heaving because I was just so hungry. Oh, like God. obviously that's an extreme part of it, but we don't want that. But being a little bit hungry is normal. It's expected, and it means it's working. The calorie deficit is working, but you can make. Your meals go further, your calories go further. Yeah. So I always tell my clients to um, fill it with loads of colour, I'm sure Jester's too. So lunch and your dinner should be full of veg, full of salad. Yeah. Like a big salad is like less than 30 calories. A big portion of veg is like 40 calories. And like berries, so fruit, berries is like at the lower calorie end. So like 100 grams of like strawberries is like 35 calories. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And exactly. you'll get your fiber target, it'll keep you fuller for longer and it's big volume, less calories. Where people would rather keep those like 30 or 40 calories from their veg and have like a fiber one bar. Yeah, which, which is, isn't going to touch the sides at all. Nah. And people think, oh, but it's fiber, but you're going to get the best fiber out of the fruit and vegetables that you eat. So, what, you know, you're going to feel fuller, you're going to for longer you're just going to be satisfied all day i i made my chicken stir fry with rice the other day um and you know when stir fried vegetables they sort of like go from like whoa yeah. look at all that in the in the wok to like where the hell did it all go <laughs> like spinach isn't it yeah <laughs> i was like what is that that's absolutely rubbish so I still felt really, I knew I was starving and I thought this isn't going to touch the side. So I literally got a microwave bag of vegetables, carrot, broccoli, cauliflower, the birds I won, chuck that in the microwave. And I, I had that with it and I felt so full and satisfied afterwards. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, you feeling hungry is normal. You aren't going to be in a calorie deficit and not ever feel hunger. Like that's the whole point. You're giving your body less fuel, less energy then it's burning in order to lose the fat. That is exactly what we want. So you are going to feel hungry, but you know, there are totally ways that you can deal with it. Like we've said in adding loads of fibrous, high volume things to your food, packing 
you know, lunch and dinner with salad and veg, as Michelle just said, loads of color and variety. It's going to fill you up. And now we're heading into winter. Things like soups, you know, you can blend loads of vegetables into soup and add some chicken to that. That's going to be such a satisfying meal. Like, I love soup. Yeah, me too. Like some potatoes in it. Amazing. Like it's going to keep you full and warm and cozy. But you just have to learn to deal with the hunger and adding volume to your foods and eating good, nutritious meals is definitely going to help with those hunger levels. There's other things you can do, like, you know, being on top of your water, for example, making sure you're fully hydrated. Don't opt for a snack from the cupboard. Drink water instead. Um, very often, you know, that's what we need rather than food. <laughs> uh, drinking things like green tea or hot drinks between meals if you're hungrier is another good one because hot drinks just tend to fill you up a bit don't they yeah i did i did have to resort to some quite a few pepsi maxes last week when i um had my first drop of calories because i was like oh my god i'm starving so i was like fill me up with pepsi max <laughs> but within like within two or three days my body had adjusted to those new calories yeah. so that was absolutely fine but i think another really really important thing that people don't even think about or overlook is actually sitting down and enjoying your meals without distractions i think we all get carried away with working while we're eating yeah. we're not a phone we're multitasking so you eat your food without even thinking about it and i think if you take the time to put everything down have 15 minutes where you just sit there enjoy your food it's going to help with digestion anyway because when your body is you know not in that stressed position your it's going to digest your food better and just actually acknowledging the thought you're eating it, like focus on chewing and savoring the meal that you're eating so that that helps you feel mentally better as well. Yeah. That's, that's another really good one. And also what I do, as I've mentioned before in this podcast is I often push my breakfast back quite late. So I'll get up, I'll do steps, do cardio, might do some housework, I'll get ready, like, so I'll get up at maybe 6am, but sometimes I don't eat my breakfast until 11am, because I like to push it back a little bit so that I haven't eaten breakfast at like nine, and then I don't, I'm not starving before midday. I find that helps me, it might not work for everybody, but I get to eat my meals in a sort of smaller window then, which just means it's easier for me personally to manage. So that's something yeah. else. It also helps people who likes having a snack, watching TV in the evening. So if you yeah. start eating food quite early on, um, you, then you have your lunch early, you'll eat your snacks early, and then you have your dinner and you've got no calories left. And then people tend to have like snacks on top of their calories. So if you yeah. push your food back, so if you're hungry in the evenings, like save your food for the evenings, the majority of your calories is what I do. So I, I just like a big meal in the evening. I like to feel like I've eaten, especially after being on um, prep and bodybuilding diets where you eat a meal and you're still starving after you've eaten it. I actually like to have a meal, a big meal in the evening, like half seven, eight o'clock. So I keep a big portion of my calories for later on in the night. So if you're someone that likes to snack while watching TV, like keep your snacks, don't have them during the day, or just push all your food back. So then like your afternoon snack, have it after your dinner. Um, that's another way of helping with your calories. Yeah, and I'm definitely that person. Like I like eating food when I'm sat down in the evening. Yeah. So for me, I quite like having you know, my big meal, and then I'll have like my yogurt meal before bed. That's, you know, I've talked about that since we started the podcast. I've always <laughs> that because 
I am so boring. I literally eat the same things. Because when I find stuff I like, I just eat them forever and ever. <laughs> but yeah, I love eating like that in the evening. It makes me feel better. I hate going to bed feeling hungry. So I would much prefer to forego snacks or push my meals back a little bit later to mean that I actually get to. And in the evening is when I'm sitting down enjoying, you know, I'm chilling, I'm watching TV, I'm actually paying attention to my food. Whereas in the morning I'm getting ready for work, I'm rushing around, I'm working, I'm doing loads of stuff. So I'm not focusing on my food. Like sometimes when I have my oats, I literally inhale them and I'm like, where the hell did that go? (laughs) So, uh, Yeah, I hate it when I do that. So I do make a habit now of sitting down, putting everything down. I'll put like a YouTube video on that I want to watch and I'll just eat my oats for 10 to 15 minutes and while I'm doing it, like I'm not messaging anyone. I'm just in my own time. I think that's really, really important. But making sure that you are fully hydrated, you're hitting your protein because as we've mentioned so many times, protein is the most satiating so of the macronutrients so basically it's going to keep you feeling fuller for longer so by prioritizing protein which you will have a target to meet you're naturally going to be (laughs) giving yourself foods that are going to keep you feeling a little bit fuller for longer so you know just about being clever with the diet and not feeling like you always have to have treats nothing wrong with treats but like we said 80 20 Let's have the bulk of the diet full of nutritiously dense foods that are going to make you feel good and energized because, well, 100% of the time, actually, Michelle, I'm sure you'll agree, when when people do this and they make a change and start cutting out the snacks and maybe, you know, they'll perhaps they'll take out a bit of chocolate and start adding pumpkin seeds onto their oats or something like that or flax seeds to start increasing fibre. And they like, I just feel so much better. Like this yeah. skin feels better. They feel better in themselves, less bloated. It really does help. And that gives you a boost of confidence then as well. Um, I don't think anybody changes their diet to like nutritious, healthy foods and regrets it. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a client message me actually. I did post it on my story a few days ago. She said, it's not, it wasn't her check-in. She, uh, she's only been... She sat on a Monday and a Wednesday, she said, um, Michelle, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but can you check my food diary? Because it doesn't seem right. I'm allowed to have peanut butter on toast and some cheese <laughs> because she's always done Slimming World. So I had to look at her food diary and she was smashing her proteins. The one day on the a Tuesday, she had like 136 grams of protein. She was hitting the fiber. And her meals, she felt she was doing it wrong because she was so full and her meals were so big because she was having lots of veg, lots of fruit, lots of salad. And she was allowed, well, I say allowed, but she was having, um, so she said that like on the weekend, she would have peanut butter on toast as a treat. And during the week, she'd only have a yogurt. So I did a meal plan example for breakfast. I said that you can have within your calories, peanut butter on toast and your yogurt. So you've got your carbs, your fats, your um, protein, and then I've added some fruit and the yogurt and, and fiber. So you're hitting all the boxes for your breakfast. Yeah. And she just couldn't believe that she could have all that in one go. So she used to split it, only used to have a yogurt in the weekday and only a peanut butter on toast on the weekends. So she just couldn't believe she could have it all and she was so full. And it just goes to show that if you're just a bit clever with your calories, like the food volume can be quite big. And if you're used to eating, um, processed foods quite a lot, switching to having 
um, nutritious foods and volume will feel like you're eating so much because the volume is so much bigger. I get clients messaging me all the time like, I'm so full, I can't eat all my calories. Yeah. <laughs> Same, when they start sometimes and if they've like mentioned that they're not currently eating that many calories or they tell me their diary and it might be that, you know, it might be that high in calories, but not necessarily in volume because of it's like processed stuff, you know, like Greg's pasty and things like that. Um, yeah, they, they often struggle. I physically can't eat all this. I'm like, you literally can. It's just because it is high in volume and you're not used to eating like that. It does take a while yeah. to get used to definitely, but, um, you know, not too long, like your body adapts pretty quickly. It might feel a little bit uncomfortable at first. One thing I would say is don't like, don't go and dramatically increase your fiber intake, you know, from five grams <laughs> to 30 grams overnight, because you're probably going to get some stomach issues. So yeah. if you feel like you're currently not doing this and you want to start implementing some of the things we're saying by adding more volume and salads and things, just like start doing that gradually now over the next couple of weeks and yeah. that bulk because it's going to be a little bit easier for you to handle um, on the stomach. Yeah. What I recommend to my clients before they start is just fill in my fitness pal. Just yeah. fill in my fitness pal while you're already eating or fill in what you ate yesterday so you can see where you're at. So we can see like how much protein you're having, how much fiber you're having. So we've got a starting point. We've got a base on where you're at. So if you haven't tracked before, I recommend like don't work out your calories or anything. Just fill in my fitness pal. Just fill in my fitness pal with everything you've eaten today and just see where you're at. See what your fiber target is. See what your protein target is. Um, and then you've got a base way to start then on you know where to increase and what you can improve on yeah definitely it's so much easier to make adjustments and changes when you analyze what you're already doing rather than I think when people start often they can be like oh god this is brand new like I need to eat completely different foods and all of this and you don't like just so if you if you track it and monitor your food diary for a week or two weeks without trying to hit any sort of target like you just said that gives you room to to see where you can make the improvements then like if protein yeah. which for most people who do that when i do it with them their protein will then be like 50 60 grams a day so we know right okay immediately that's a goal so how can we based on the types of meals that you're currently eating like what can we do now to bring that up so for yeah. breakfast you can do this and yeah there's um it says a lot you know you can get so much valuable information just by tracking what you're currently doing. And then you can use the information and data to go and start making changes. It'll help you, you know, see the areas that need improvement. Yeah. So we obviously touched on calorie deficits. I just want to quickly touch on when you're increasing your calories. So when you're, you've done your fat loss phase and then you come, your coach either put you on a reverse diet or put you up to maintenance. What a lot of people do is, Say, for instance, your calories go up by 100, so you start a reverse diet and your flexible dieting. Is you add in more snacks, like you'll add in another fiber one bar or another freddo. Yeah. yeah, the reason that your calories are gone up because your metabolism's adjusted. So now you're going to get hungry on the higher calories. So just because you've got higher calories doesn't mean you're automatically going to be fuller. So when you're on a reverse diet, your calories go up and your metabolism goes up as well. So... Um, you still need filling food, so it means your meals need to be bigger, so your protein needs to be bigger. So what you need to do is 
maybe if you have oats in the morning have an extra five grams of oats if you have chicken for your lunch have an extra like five or ten grams of chicken so you need to try and balance your meals out and do it that way so i've had a client who in calories been going up gradually so she was been adding like a fiber one bar and then a, a one bar of um 12 is like turned into a two bar of 12 so she's just <laughs> adding to a snack so like you're not filling yourself up no you know you need to like have more carbs more energy because now your goal is to build muscle so you you know you having extra chocolate is not really going to give you extra energy to lift heavy in the gym no, you're not going to get the benefits out of that. Nothing wrong with having a bit of a twill, but if you've already got that as a snack in, you don't need to add to that snack, really. You need to be adding the good things because remember, it's about health as well. Like, it's not just about, oh, I've got all these extra calories, I can chuck a load of shit in. It's think yeah. about your performance and what you're trying to achieve and what what your goals are if your goal is to build up you know muscle tissue and you want to achieve a certain shape or whatever it might be or a performance goal then you're going to perform much better from nutritiously dense foods than just sugary processed rubbish i've got clients actually on doing reverse diets and some people really struggle with it, like mentally, which I get, but also then they're like, I just have no idea how to increase my calories. <laughs> so I've had to like gradually say, right, you know, look at like, cause they're full on like 1500 or wherever. And I'm like, I need you to eat 1900 now. Let's move up. <laughs> but yeah, we've had to take things back a little bit with a couple of clients and adding things like, like if you are struggling, I'd suggest foods such as nuts, um, seeds and things like that that you can sprinkle on your oats because they're all quite calorific but you don't really notice yeah. them like adding peanut butter into your oats like you literally stir it in and it's not like you're eating something else that's going to keep you feeling super super full and horrendous so you have to be clever when you're increasing your calories back up but I would be looking for all things like that they're perfect suggestions because again they're good for fiber they've got good antioxidants like loads of goodness in them and you're getting the extra calories from your diet, from the diet as well. But definitely when you're in a reverse, you want to be increasing the carbs. But like you said, Michelle, if you'd normally have 125 grams is half a pack of Tilda rice. If you've been eating that usually throughout your deficit, increase it, have 150 grams of rice with your lunch instead. Like and you've gradually increased that. So you'll eat the same lunch that you normally were. Um, you just add in some extra volume from yeah so instead of like three hex sausages have four hex yeah. sausages just little things like that like like me i put dark chocolate into my oats in every morning so in, sometimes i'll have depending on what my calories are 10 grams 15 grams and i've had 20 grams a day because my calories are up so it's just little things like that that you can what you're already eating just have bigger volume instead of adding more snacks in you can just make your your breakfast lunch and dinners bigger to keep you fuller yeah definitely so always think about health first and performance and how you're going to feel from the foods you're putting in your body and leave the other 20 percent then for treats once you've satisfied all of the other you know nutrition principles then then you can focus on having a little treat at the end but it, i wouldn't be don't feel like you constantly need treats and chocolate and things all the time, every day, because that's not what flexible dieting is about. It's about just a habit. If you have a habit, yeah. 
I had a client who would have a packet of walkers every single night. And I, I said to her, I was like, do you in the evening fancy those crisps? I said, I bet you don't. I bet you don't really look forward to them. It's just now, right? I'm sitting down watching the TV, kids are in bed, I have bad crisps. Yeah. It's just a habit. It is a habit. Flexible dieting is basically about you eating the foods that you enjoy and the, you know, I might like pasta bolognese, you might hate pasta bolognese, like that's fine. You might have something else different to what I'm having, but we can still have two nutritious meals. So it's just about having the choice and the control over what you're eating and, you know, having that variety and not being restricted ever because that's rubbish. But you do have to be thoughtful and considerate about what you're putting in. And you, and you should want to make these, these changes as well, these con- consciously to your diet, because it will, it will massively benefit you in terms of physically and mentally. In terms yeah. of how you feel. So I've got an example, actually. So I've got a new client. Um, so she came to me. I asked her just to fill in a food diary. She filled in a food diary the one week. The next week, said, right, here's your calorie target. Here's your macro target. And her weight stayed the same. She's like, oh, I'm really frustrated. I don't understand. So I made some adjustments. So every day for breakfast, she was having bacon. Every day for lunch, she was having ham. So it, it was a lot of processed food. And her... Um, sodium intake so the salt intake was really really high so we just made small changes i said right so your breakfast um, take out your bacon have turkey rashers or just don't have them at all just have your um, egg on toast and for lunch change your processed meat so your ham for lean um, chicken just five pounds in a week just for, and the calories were exactly the same exactly didn't change it was just because she was less bloated she was holding less water from the less salt less processed yeah. meat so we just made that small adjustment to her ham and well, all the processed meat and she lost five pounds. Yeah, it does honestly just make such a massive difference. And people always say to me, oh my God, I feel better already. Like within days they'll message, you know, and yeah. I feel so much less bloated. I've got more energy and you're like, yeah, because you're nourishing your body. That is what we want. <laughs> we want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want to be energized like let's not fill ourselves up with too much junk forever and end up, you know, that, cause that makes you demotivated. I mean, you, you ha- don't have as much drive and get go to go and do stuff when you are feeling lethargic yeah. and bloated and horrible. It, it makes you not want to eat healthy meals because when you feel bloated, you feel full. So then you don't want a, like a high volume meal. <laughs> so it's like this vicious circle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Where you don't feel like that because you're not so hungry. So you'll just pick on a snack or have like one slice of toast or something rather than a big meal. So yeah, that's, I think that's all I wanted to say on, on the matter. I think we've covered loads of, um, uh, what's the word? We've given you lots of suggestions basically on how yeah. you, know, you can deal with hunger in a calorie deficit, but also what really is flexible dieting and, and never forget that ultimately we really want to be fueling your body and we want to think about health. It's not just about eating everything in sight all of the time yeah so basically flexible dieting it isn't a free-for-all it doesn't just mean you can just eat processed crap all day every day just because it fits within your calories there's still some um nutritious targets that you need to be meeting but what foods you eat to hit those targets it's flexible and then you can still eat your treats and stuff 
on top of that. But that's what flexible dieting is, is not just eat whatever you want all day, every day and hope for the best. <laughs> no, exactly. It is absolutely not. Well, hopefully you found it useful. So let us know. And if you are going to make any changes to your own nutrition based on what you've heard, then let us know because we always like to know that we are helping people. Um, so message us on Instagram. You've got our links to our Instagram's handles below the podcast, I think, Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always put them on. Yeah. So <laughs> we both will be at the bottom. So please follow us. Um, when you listen to it, tag us. Um, so on Spotify, follow us. And then on, is it iTunes? Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. So please leave us a review. That would be amazing. And then, yeah, slide into our DMs. Let us know if this has helped you at all. We do like to know that people are listening, uh, which is great. We've had quite a few messages this week, actually, which is really nice. Saying that, yeah, which is nice because sometimes we, I just think is our clients listening because they always like tag us in it and yeah, like on their check ins, like listen to this podcast. It was great. It really helped me. So sometimes I just think it's our clients. So it's nice to know that. It's not just our clients listening, so we have got other people listening. So please let us know if you're not a client of ours and you are listening and this has helped you. So, um, yeah, so we can carry on doing it to obviously help more people. Yeah, and those um, reviews that you leave on Apple Podcasts, if you, the more people that leave a review, the more our podcast guests like pushed up into the suggestions. So more and more people get to listen to it, basically. So that's why we ask for the review. So if you wouldn't mind doing that for us, that would be a huge help. Thank you so much. Yeah, amazing. So I think that's it. So thanks for listening. And yeah, thank we'll see you. you next time. Bye. Bye.